Well, hey there, beautiful listeners. Welcome back inside the sound. This is Michael. And this is Ryan. And we are very pleased to have a, a special guest join us today for our conversation. Would you uh, care to introduce yourself to our beautiful listeners? Hello, my name's Gabby and I perform and record music under the name Ruby, my dear. Welcome. Welcome, Gabby. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Grab us quite pleased. The one and only. It's almost as if that, that amazing magic crowd was like queued up and ready to go. Wow. It's incredible. Yes. Magic. In the wings. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, we're so happy to chat with you. It's really cool, cool for you to take the time to, to stop by. Absolutely. Thank you for having me. I'm excited to talk music. <laughs> It's part of, uh, it, it covers one half of uh, Ryan and mine's favorite subjects. And uh, how, do you, how do you like to say it, Ryan? Uh, music and myself, <laughs> you know, and we love to talk about- Is uh, it in that order though? It might be, <laughs> the order might've been reversed there, right? Oh, yeah, that's a great, touche, sir. Best. That's a great question that now that you asked, um, I'm not exactly sure it's a coin flip order. So, you know, it just sort of came out that way today. Uh, but we, we, uh, we love to talk to artists about themselves and about, uh, their music. So that's, that's kind of what, what we wanted to do tonight. We, um, we were talking about your, uh, your latest one that just came out was, uh, lose my mind. I think. Yes. Yeah. yeah that came out about a month ago. And the EP that that is from is dropping on, uh, Friday. So I don't Friday? know when this is going up, but in three days from today it'll be out there Oof. all right is it like the ep you said yep it's five songs five uh songs. my mind is track two um yeah it's coming out on spirit house records which is a gainesville florida based label um so yeah i'm i'm ready for it to be out honestly <laughs> have you been sitting on it a while oh yeah <laughs> It How was long? mastered in uh, October 2020, and it's coming out November 2022. Wow! Um, and it was re- the bulk of it was recorded um, during yeah end of May and then uh, most of July of 2020. Um, so yeah, it's it quite a bit. Like, uh, yeah. It seems like that as an artist might be frustrating. It's you know. The only reason it took that long, I think, is just because I'm doing everything myself for the most part. So it's, you know, if if this project was the only thing I could dedicate my time to, then things would move a lot quicker. But, you know, when you're self-managed and doing all your own everything, it kind of it takes time to, you know, the the visual component was a big part of it for me. I really wanted to make sure that I was like making music videos that, oh, I wanted to, you know, first of all, make music videos for three of the songs. Wait, so when you say everything, everything, you're, you're, you're doing audio visual, you're doing like, are you doing the, the capturing video and editing so everything? I, I don't make the videos myself, but you know, it takes time to research who you want to work with and honestly gather the funds together to pay everyone. <laughs> 
Um, so yeah, that's sort of the, where the delay came in was, you know, wanting to, um, I kind of, I've, when I write and record, I think a lot about the visuals. Um, I actually work as a music supervisor as well, um, for independent films. So that's a big part of like, just my creative process in general is, um, you know, matching visuals to music. So when I'd done the EP, I was like, well, now we've got to figure out the music videos. So I wanted to make sure there was at least a bit of budget behind each of them. And I'm really happy with how they all turned out. I think they all kind of stand on their own and have like a different mood. There, I don't know what word I want. Maybe it's mesmerizing. Like they're very captivating visually and odd, like the audio as well, of course, like, but it's the, they're very striking for sure. Yay. That's great. Yeah. I mean, when I'm, when I'm writing and when my producer and I are recording, like, you know, film scores are a big influence and, you know, just that kind of like cinematic approach is something I really like, like treating each song as if it's its own little universe and like adding in like the different textures and like creating an arrangement that really, you know, follows the the arc of the song. I want it, I want each song to kind of have like its beginning and middle and end. And yeah. Wouldn't you agree, Ryan, that like, it's, I feel like there's, they're uh yeah it You're feels like they were exactly dense and layered what we were thinking right, right, right. <laughs> she said exactly what we were thinking uh Good. i we, me and michael were talking about your music i didn't i didn't have the adequate word like i to express i think they're an experience mm. which we, which mm. words, like you want an experience when you listen to something for sure i mean my favorite songs just really like are like enveloping me like when i listen to them like it's like that's I'm, a good one I'm, i like that a lot i'm like diving into the world of the song so when i work on my own stuff that's really like a big a big part of it um i was amazed at the rate at which i was five songs deep and i was like wait a minute i'm five songs in already it was uh it was like it kind of like sucks you in and I, and I was very that's why i said mesmerized i was like man it really um it's just it's like right in a certain frequency like right in a certain zone like uh that just it sort of it begs you to want to like you want to hear the next one you kind of want to hear how that one develops and it just sort of tugs you along gently like, sonically i think yay that's all great <laughs> that's exactly what i want so i'm glad it was mission accomplished <laughs> you um you mentioned the orchestration um that goes into it mm -hmm. does it start with the melody or does it start with an image in your mind like you mentioned earlier um you mean in terms of like my like how i start a song like writing a song yeah we'll talk about um over it's one of your newer ones too right yeah like, yeah what, what how did that one start well so that one example. that one started um with the chords the, oh no that one is interesting because i actually started so the bridge of that song that has the guitar solo um that was like the only part of it that i had for a while and i thought that was going to be like the main section of the song um and then oh and i think the we go over it and over it again that part i had too um and i kind of didn't they were those two 
things like kind of lived as voice memos on my phone for several months and I didn't really know what to do with them. And then I was playing around with some chords that I learned from a Tom York song. He has the song called Suspirium, which is, I'm totally outing myself as like ripping off this song, but I was, I was learning the chords, the chord progression to that song. Well, he technically doesn't own the chords. That's uh, true. Yeah, it's That's true. That's true. You can't copyright a chord progression, so <laughs> um, <laughs> But uh, I, I kind of was like, oh, what if, what if I tried and like joined those things together? And then as I was playing the chords on the piano, the melody kind of came from that. I think the lyrics with that one came a bit later. So for me, generally speaking, I usually start with a chord progression um, and I grew up playing piano. So that's sort of like the instrument that I use to write most of all. Um, yeah, so the, yeah, it was definitely music first with that one, I think. Yeah, as you're answering, I'm realizing that uh, because the process can be very abstract I'm sure it differs a little bit with each song and mm. that's kind of part of it too, you know? Yeah. It just really depends on, I try to, when I'm writing, just like follow the, the thread where it wants to lead. I'm, I don't often go into things being like, I want to write a song like this today, or I'm going to do something like this. Sometimes that'll happen if I'm just trying to like get out of a rut or like I'm trying to challenge myself or I find myself doing the same thing. And I'm like, oh no, change that. You've done that chord progression a million times. That is where I'll like kind of force myself out. But I try to really just follow my ears when I'm writing. And if I'm hearing something in my head, like I'll try and notate it down. Like there's one song on the EP called Don't Ask Me, which was like the last one that I wrote before we recorded. And that was very much a like, I had something kind of ticking away in my head and I played it. And then I just kind of followed where the chords wanted to go. And that song now has 13 chords in it, which is a bit ridiculous for a two minute song. But, you know, I'd never done something like that before. So I was like, you know what, it's, it's fine. And I think we, when, we, when it came time for producing that one, we had a lot of fun with like experimenting with it stylistically. So yeah, but it's really song to song, just really depends. I'm not prescriptive with anything that I do. I'll try not to be. For, you know, attach a formula. Yeah. yeah. And yet there are repeatable patterns, right? It's like oh, yeah. finding the balance in the middle somewhere between something that sounds like something I might've done in the past, you might've done in the past, I mean, or like something that, yeah. Yeah, it's funny. I've been um, putting together the, I'm gearing up to like start playing shows again early next year with like, and yes, finally, it's been a long time. And, but yeah, as I'm putting the set together and like putting together like the, the songs from this new EP with a few from my last album, I'm, I'm noticing those patterns a lot more. I'm like, Ooh, I, that kind of doesn't sound that different to that one. Or like, it's, you become a lot more aware of like, oh, I, I do have like musical habits when I'm writing. And whenever I become aware of that, that's where I'm like, okay, we need to like change this up. Um, just, just like certain chords I use or certain keys, I tend to go back to them because I like the way they sound, but I definitely don't want to be 
repeating myself over and over again. Maybe different tempo. Yeah. Different, yeah. different rate, different speed. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it, this, we, I don't know, we, I, I don't know if, if Ryan experiences this as the, in the course of him and I writing music, but like start slow and methodical, the pace, the tempo. The next thing I know, a year later, I want to play it really fast, at least on the guitar. <laughs> So I don't know what is that once, it, especially the louder ones, the louder ones I want to pay faster. I don't, I don't know why that yeah. is. It's funny. My producer, pace. Andrew, he um, always ends up increasing the tempos of the songs that I send him. He's like, yeah, we can do this faster. Like it steps up. Faster. Yeah. And that, yeah. <laughs> tempo is weird, right? Like the, the, yeah, they have the, the faster has a different effect, right? Slower. It affects you. It hits you differently, huh? Yeah. But the other thing is that like, if it's too fast, like I can't get all the words in like the, then the mm. melody becomes too frantic. So it's, mm. it's definitely a balance. It's like that sweet spot of like, it's got energy, but it's not, I'm not sounding like I'm garbling or rushing my words or anything. Yeah. You need that time for the, uh, the music to resonate a little bit. Um, mm. Agreed. And we, we've gone through that. So yeah, yeah, that what you're what you're mentioning there that that sweet spot, and you know it when you hear it. Like it's hard to articulate mm. in words, you know. But yeah, definitely. Speaking of rhythms and tempos, and I, this is really what struck me. What struck me is the dichotomy of the of the really pleasant melodies. There's very like a great melodic phrasing and streak right against the really like very catchy, very driving, pulsated, almost new wavy kind of like mm. beat. Um, it's very like, uh, I don't know what the word I was looking for there, but I just love that two and four. And the, I like, I like the, you know, the, the layering the low end too. Is there. I think yeah. The low end. Uh, oh yeah. Um, the, um, what, what's the word I'm looking for? The, the way that that affects you when you've got both going on at the same time. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, a lot of my influences, at least for this project, are like kind of like, you know, like 90s, like trip hop and electronica, even though like my music probably doesn't fully fall into that category. Like I like like all my favorite artists, like Massive Attack and Portishead and James Blake, like they've really got that like grooving low end, like those beats that, you know, kind of suck you in, but then the melodies on top are these kind of ethereal, dreamlike clouds. It's a great combination. Yeah. 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 <laughs> dreamlike clouds. Thank you for, for um giving the beautiful listeners the words that I didn't have to explain <laughs> yes. your music. <laughs> yeah, it's I like, I, you're the best one to explain it. I, no I, worries. I I've been sitting on this stuff for two years. I've been thinking about it a lot. So it's all the words are in there. Um, I'm just, yeah, I'm, I'm excited to get it out there and see what words other people will use to describe them. Cause I've definitely, yeah, definitely been, mulling over everything yeah mulling over yeah just thinking about like what does this song mean and what is what did it mean back then and what does it mean now to me and like how would i describe this i think also it's that thing of like you know being an independent artist or any artist really like you 
and I, I try not to involve this part of my thought process when I'm making the music because when I'm making it, like I just want to make what I want to make. Like mm. I don't want to think about how am I. Do you want to overthink it? Yeah, no, I'm not gonna like you know think about how I'm gonna market this song or like describe it to other people when I'm in the process of making it. That stuff all comes later. So yeah, since it's all been finished, I've spent a lot of time trying to think about you know how do I. How do I accurately convey what I'm trying to do, but also make people want to listen to it? And I think a lot of artists, and I've what definitely when I started out, I struggled a lot with that because everyone's like, "Oh, I'm my music is like nothing you've ever heard before. It's so unique." And it's like, no, it's not. You have influences. You have things that you draw from, <laughs> and if you can find a way to like convey that succinctly, I think it's uh, it's helpful. Like describing a style or a, you know, a certain branch of the, the whatever, the tree of life, like the, the animal kingdom, whatever, right? Like it's its own special little variant. And how do you properly describe that so you can articulate to potential audience, like who might be interested in how do you find the right, you know, ears to listen? Yeah. Yeah. Definitely over the course of me having this band, it's been a... I've really tried to not chase down an audience that isn't going to be interested in what I'm doing. Like I'm really, I've tried to like seek out people who will, you know, be able to make those connections between the things that I'm influenced by and what I'm, you know, and what, what I'm actually doing. So it, yeah. it seems like there might be, when you have that much time, it seems like there could be some second guessing and maybe a little angst. Oh, so much. So much. Like as soon as I finished it, I was like, what have I done? What is this? What am I doing? <laughs> and then, you know, gearing up to like make all the music videos this year. That was a big like, again, what am I doing? What are, like, I think at one point before the label came along, I. I thought like, I just shouldn't put this out or I should just throw it up. Like who cares? No one cares. I don't care anymore. And then thankfully the label I'm on, like that was around the time they reached out to me and they kind of, yeah, I was talked off the ledge, thankfully. <laughs> Thank you. Whoever talked her off the ledge at the label. Good. You're doing Yay! good work. They're doing yes. good work over there. Yeah. They're awesome. The label. I've been very, very happy with spirit house records. They've treated me very nicely. You know, that's, um, to me, it's an interesting kind of thought for artists, I think in general, that the, the apprehension after the fact, even hmm. though you felt really, really good when it was done, or it, it seems like that, what, what, what do you guys think that? I'm kind of curious about that. Is that just human nature? Maybe I don't. I think when you're like making music is such a vulnerable thing or like making any art is really, you know, it, I mean, I even felt this way when we were recording this EP cause this was done like, this was like during like the height of like quarantine lockdown, like, my producer Andrew and I were basically the only two people in the studio when we worked together previously on my album. 
it was me plus like an entire band. So it was a lot more of a- Everybody in the room. Group, yeah, group uh, effort, a lot of voices, a lot of cooks in the kitchen. And then when lockdown happened, Andrew was sort of like, do you want to just start working on your new stuff now? And I was like, yeah, I don't have anything else going on really. So let's do it. So this was like very much like a pandemic record in a lot of ways. Um, but it it made me very nervous being in there. Like I, I would like, you know, be stressing and panicking before going into the studio thinking like, what the hell am I doing? Oh my God, like <laughs> who am I to, you know, think I can play all these instruments myself. And like, even though I know how to play, like I know how to play a friggin' piano and a synth bass, like it's fine. But for so long, like all the previous stuff I'd released under this name, like it had been other people playing the instruments. And so it was very nerve wracking just like having it just be the two of us. But as we went on, I felt great about it. Like by the end of it, I was like, yes, this is how I want to do everything. This is so great because when it's just two people and you are both on the same page with like what the sound should be, like Andrew and I had like a Spotify playlist of like all these different references. Um, and it really, yeah, it just made the process like, we had the space to kind of experiment and try different things without, you know, like worrying that we were wasting like some band members time or, you know, making them bored. Like we could really just like follow our own impulses and inspirations. So it was great, but it was definitely, it, I, I worried that it was not going to um, translate and it, that it wasn't going to like hit the way I wanted it to but I think I've been proven wrong so far. seems like the creative process maybe narrowed the scope a, a little bit with the different parameters, you know? Yeah, for sure. And I think but, also like that was like just a necessity because it was the pandemic. So we couldn't really involve many people. But I, what I think is interesting is not that if it seems like that that would be its own creative freedom because you can explore places with two people on that same page in a different way than if you had five or six people in the room, again, all the different cooks, it's just yeah. a different experience, I suppose. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I mean, it, I can draw the parallel again to like working, like doing music for films, like with that, you're like, you have so many opinions and so many factors to consider when you're like choosing songs for a movie or like, yeah source music and stuff and it it has it is frustrating sometimes when you're trying to you know have your creative voice be heard and like there's a million other like layers you have to go through in order to get what you think is the right choice but you know when it's just you or just you and one other person you can that the process is just a lot like more streamlined and just be like, try that, try this, try that. Like there were so many things that Andrew and I tried when we were recording that we ended up chucking out cause they just didn't work. But it was like, you know, we'd put in something else and like, there were like these little, you know, guitar parts that we'd try that didn't work or, but then we did, you know, put in another instrument and yeah, it was, it was a really cool way of working. I really enjoyed it. Seems like uh, the less pressure, the better <laughs> in, in these creative situations, you know? Mm. Yeah. Though I think like 
I'm definitely someone who like does well with a deadline. Like with the, it's funny you say that because with this EP, like we started recording at the end of May for like three days. And I had moved to LA a little earlier than I was planning to. So I moved a few weeks after lockdown started from New York to LA, but then I had to go back to New York to pack up the rest of my apartment. So I, and when I sent the demos to Andrew originally, they were like all half finished. He was like, just send me whatever you have. And I'm like, okay, this is what I have. It's not much. And then we started working on the production during those three dates we had at the studio and I hadn't finished the songs. So then like going back to New York, packing out my stuff, I, the idea was that I was gonna work on everything while I was away, which didn't really happen because I was so busy moving. So we got, we had more studio time booked in mid July. And so that gave me about like a, a month and a half to ostensibly, you know, finish the songs and we get to two nights before we go back into the studio. And obviously I've been, you know, churning over everything in my mind, thinking like, oh, does this work? Does this work? I don't know, I don't know, I don't know. And finally, like the night before I like sat down and like banged out or like I finished every song all at once. Cause I just was like, there's the deadline. I have to finish it. So like in that sense, like having the parameter was was good. Cause I think I'd, I don't know if I would have finished the songs. It's I yeah, I struggle a lot with procrastinating in my like turning plus deadline equals creative output, like really yeah. good stuff. Pretty much, yeah. I I definitely stew over things. Like it's not that I'm not like like I beat myself up a lot about like, oh I'm so lazy or I don't do this or I'm not I'm not prolific, blah blah blah. But I'm always like when I'm when I'm like working on a song, it's like I was listening to someone say this the other day. They were like, you know, with creative people, like it looks like they're not working, but it's part <laughs> of the work is to just, you know, stew over things and marinate over them. And like, you need that space to like, kind of let the, let those connections in your brain form. And then for me, it just feels like I just spew it out at the end and it comes out how it's meant to come out um how it's meant to i hope so <laughs> somewhere on the spectrum between it, like over it too early and like chinese democracy guns and roses somewhere but just kidding i love i actually i don't i don't hate that album but i've I, never but heard that album it, it was the one that took forever to came out and it's not as memorable that. as yeah. some of the it has its own charm I love how you phrased that, that i don't hate that album i don't <laughs> said you do i don't hate it I don't hate it. It's hard to hate that album. It's hard to hate any kind of rock. I love rock. That's not the point. What I love. The point is there's a spectrum, right? There's like, you know, finding that right balance somewhere in between, you know, too like incubating it too, too much, too soon, or like not enough to like, maybe, uh, did I take too long? Did I overthink it? Can definitely get bored with ideas sometimes. Um, yeah, I tend, I tend to like, if I come up with an idea, I'll like put it away for a while and then revisit it. And I'm usually like pleasantly surprised if mm. I don't listen to an idea for a while and then come back. I'm like, oh, yeah, that was great. I'm like really good. <laughs> and then you keep working on it and you're like, 
oh wow i suck this is terrible it's like you're riding a wave oh yeah yeah, like reaffirmation like oh that's right i am a genius yeah and then you dip (laughs) down like oh man what was i thinking i was terribly yesterday oh i was so arrogant like and then the next day you you you, like the wave comes back up again you wake up maybe you had your coffee or whatever and you just hit you peak at the right and you just like soar into the sky what's the what's the defining factor for you when it comes to uh, a song or an idea that you know you said you follow the thread but what's what's the what makes you want to keep going with something what's the defining factor there um i think if it's like i don't know i think i just like feel it in my in my body or like in my stomach like i know that sounds weird but it's like that like that feeling of like oh yeah this is really like hitting me like emotionally or you know it it's it sounds interesting it makes me want to like keep hearing it like I'll often from working on like a piano part like I'll play it over and over and over again and it's like addictive in a way there's like an addictive quality and I I've been told that like and I don't think about this consciously but I've gotten feedback where people have said, oh, your stuff is really catchy. Like it gets stuck in my head. Yeah. It's not a over it. Yeah. Over it. Do you realize that's been going on since you sang it? Yeah. Well, like, the, the lyrics makes a lot I was more like, sense. She did it on purpose. Because yeah, no, yeah, yeah, yeah. about is going over it and over it. Over it. Yeah. So, <laughs> um, yeah, so I realized that I have, so, that's the annoying thing about like. Hooky, right? And that's that very hooky. Is, uh, yeah. But it's true. Hook brings you I back. It's a real thing. Yeah, but that's not something I ever, you know, have ever consciously thought about. Like, I've never been like, I need to write a hook. Like, this song needs 20 hooks in a row. Um, I really admire songwriters who can do that. Like, Max Martin is like the guy. Can we do that to together? Me. I don't, I don't, I want you to continue, but can we write a song that has 20 hooks in it? Like, <laughs> you that, and me that can. Find it. If we do tried it. to do that, you guys or are you asking Gabby to join us? Let's all, yeah, if, let's all if do we it. Ever want to do that? I think we should do it together. Uh, Twenty hooks. I think that the new wave Let direction it. that you're headed would sound great with some heavy guitars. But continue. Uh, I'm sorry. I inter- I, no, that's I'm okay. Sorry. I just was saying. This that, is like, not a business pitch, by the way. I, I, I apologize. <laughs> oh, good. I do co-write with people, so that's that's always a possibility. But no, I was saying that like a producer or a songwriter like max martin like his whole modus operandi is like hooks just stack them one up like the intro the verse the pre-chorus the chorus and like it's not ever again it's not ever something i consciously think about but i think because i just like listen to so much pop music and all the songs i like you know have that like it's like hookiness plus like some kind of like really emotional quality in the chords and the harmony. Like I just, I don't know, have, have been able to do song or like write songs that are annoyingly catchy. They have a a direction and a build to them, like a flow to them. There's a build. Mm. There's like, they head in a direction too. It all sort of like, I don't know, it's like water, you know, like a, like a river flows in that way um it's it is interesting to me though because everything you're explaining i i heard it oh good (laughs) so um but yeah you know you might not intentionally be trying to write something that's gonna hook people but if you feel it in your gut 
when you're writing it if you're hooked yeah then you know like mm. you said yeah if you're repeating it the, the, yeah. the chord progression then it's probably there's probably something to that yeah that's true i've never yeah i've never really thought about it i just kind of do it <laughs> sometimes that's the best way yeah right? just do don't try just do it <laughs> Exactly. Do or do not. There is no try. Exactly. Yes. You, you really can. Yeah. It's great. Yep. Said by wise, wise man. Words, words to live by. <laughs> Was it? Is it Yoda that we got to attribute that to, or did someone say? Is that, that how Yoda? Yoda definitely said something like that. But is that how he said? I don't remember. I can't say I remember. I haven't watched do that movie in a few not, years. There is no try. Yeah, that's is that Yoda. what I said. Oh man, I think so. Yeah, I think that's what you said. I definitely didn't didn't realize I said it so so succinctly. Um, <laughs> maybe I should paraphrase what I'm ripping off. Uh, it is true though. You're either going to do something or you're not. You it's know, true. It's not really. I, it's so timeless. It's timeless advice. Yeah. Hmm. I was going to say, um, Q, Q meditation. Yeah, I know. I, I just <laughs> no, And I, I got distracted by the image of Yoda talking. <laughs> All right. That's where I was at with that. So it's a wise puppet. Wise puppet. Wise puppet. Yeah. One of the wisest. Yeah. You know, I want to know who operated that thing during those epic. Who, who mouthed those epic words? <laughs> you know, because that's Wasn't before it, it was digital. Oz? Isn't that was the guy Frank? who did it? I Jim think, Henson. I, it was definitely from that. Yeah, it was from that studio. I don't know who the actual person was who, because there's you know different people who who will do the actual, uh, you know, acting so to speak on yeah on film. You know when we uh, when we complete the song with twenty hooks in it, twenty hooks, the video can feature puppets. Hell yes! I'm, I really love. See, you know, when we're talking about direction and flow. This is where it's headed, and I, I'm very. I'm, I'm on board, guys. Thread, you know, like you <laughs> twenty hooks and puppets. I'm so there. Oh my gosh, puppets really are a great idea. I love. I do love puppets. That sounds like an earth-shattering combination, or potentially earth-shattering <laughs> combination. Hell yeah sign me up <laughs> i would also like the kinds of puppets that uh when you turn off the lights and shine black light you see the skeleton and they can like on a light switch and then Whoa. boom it's like a different scene against like oh a purple background or black background or something i don't know I'm just okay, spitballing here wow that was have ideas specific there i just came it floated in my head very specifically and i don't know how that happened it was amazing got residual halloween uh, <laughs> yeah that's that's true stuck rattling around up there and it's in the in, in the submersed psyche right it's it's dove yeah. somewhere in there first thought best thought first right. thought best thought uh, yeah. okay <laughs> it's the rule live by yes mm. oh my god Go with your gut, I guess. how it ends up going. It's like, you know, you think of something and then you try to be like, no, no, I'll change it, I'll change it, I'll change it. And then you just go back to what you did originally. And it's like, yeah, there it was. I didn't have to fuck around with that too much. <laughs> Not too much. Do you know about um, Daniel Kahneman? Strikes. I know, Brian, forgive me because I brought this up. Beautiful listeners, forgive me. I know I brought this up. Daniel Kahneman's uh, Thinking Fast and Thinking Slow how the brain like has two systems, system one, system two. Have you heard about this? No. So the system one is the kind of like, I don't know, what do you think about it? Like a reptile brain. That's the older part of your brain, the brain stem that like sort of thinks in emotions, doesn't really think with words. And then you have system two, which is like the, 
I might have them backwards. I'm pretty sure. But anyway, system two is like the cerebral cortex, like the the thoughts, the the more nuance, the more, and uh, it's like the it, the interplay of how these two systems react is why we're so irrational as human beings. <laughs> uh, and anyway, I imagine that when you say when you said first thought, best thought, it's almost like your system one, which is usually this your initial reaction to things, that gut level feeling, mm. is like the quick level. You can't explain why you feel that way. You just feel a way because you have senses that that you can't actually put into where it has to, your body has to process these senses and you can put them into words with your cortex. So, um, with music, I would imagine that your gut, uh, this, that's the reaction. I want to go that way. Sometimes we over like the the thinking part, we pull it back or we change the direction. Are we rational though? Yes, completely. I am. (laughs) Uh, you're, you're very rational, sir, but I, I, however, not, I'm not rational. No. I mean, that's that's good if you're working with someone, have the rational and the irrational and, you know, balance each other out, I hope. Maybe that's why we're so awesome, bro. I think that's <laughs> that's why it fits. It just does this like puzzle pieces, bro. Just like this. Mm-hmm. Hmm. May, I, I don't know if I just, necessarily just buds. agree with that. <laughs> <laughs> like, who are you calling rational? What? I uh, between the two of us? I don't, I don't know, like man. Labels. I, I think we're, Fair. we're all too we're all a little too complex for a label. Yeah, that's true. I think that's that's well said, sir. Way to way to impress me as usual with your. I like that perspective. You, um, <laughs> if you were to uh, Gabby, if you, if someone's like you know, I want to delve into the musical catalog. Is there a place you would direct them? Um, I. Ah, yeah, there is actually. Yes. Um, it's not the song, it's not my most listened to song. Um, but there's a song called draw from my first album waiting that I feel like really kind of ties all it's a good, like middle ground between like what I was doing before and then what came later with the EP. Um, because it was recorded with my old band, but it has more of those influences from like, you know, more electronic music in it. Um, that kind of like James Bondy sounding guitar and stuff. Um, James Bondy sounding guitar. Okay. <laughs> yeah. It's, um, yeah, I don't know. It, it's like, got that Telecaster twang. Yeah. Whatever, yeah. Whatever guitar it I like was, that. I don't even know. What, I'm not a guitarist, so I don't know what exactly was used on that. But yeah, that song always reminds me of a James Bond song, and I love that stuff. So I yeah, feel like I would it say would, that's a good. A I good mean, I think song. Draw would would absolutely fit right in that James Bond soundtrack. I don't think there'd be any. Oh yeah. Any like no hiccups, no bumps. It would just go right in there. I think it really would. Yeah, that's the dream. <laughs> Um, yeah, but I think that's, that song is a good starting point. Um, the one that has the most listens or the most streams is called cycles. Um, and that one I think has, it's a little more like the back half of it is a little more like rock band. And I think it's, it's a good idea of like what the live show is like. Um, but the intro is a little more like kind of floaty ambient but still got that like driving beat to it um so yeah just it just depends i mean i think 
the, I really, I wanted to get away from that sound with this EP, but I'm, you know, I'm happy so many people like it. It's very flattering. Um, but yeah, it makes me conflicted because I'm like, oh, all those people that like that one song, are they going to like this new stuff? I don't know. Oof. That made me nervous as well. Putting out this record, I was like, oh shit. I'm gonna I'm gonna lose all the people I've gathered together. So if all my listeners are gonna be like, oh, actually no, I don't like that. <laughs> seems like oh, I was gonna say it seems like maybe even that could come in cycles too. Like uh, you might have caught a certain vibration with the one song, and then you you know trust your gut, right? You keep producing and you're putting out more music, and maybe like the the new music hits a different wavelength and it could be any other number of people right greater also, lesser it, well, I don't know. it also seems to me that uh you're gonna come through in the music regardless yeah, yeah. If you were sincere about it so if they like you mm. they're they're gonna like all of it yeah i have to remind myself of that and i think you know, even though I've like played around with different sounds and different genres, it still sounds like me. Like my voice hasn't really changed. Like the way I sing for this stuff is stayed pretty consistent. So it's, I think that kind of, yeah, ties it all together as well. Um, but yeah, I, it took me a long time to really like, if, figure out the production approach that worked best for me and was most reflective of like what I was hearing in my head. And I think on the e this new EP, like we finally figured it out for the most part. Um, but I think, you know, I still, it still sounds like me on the vocals. I'm not completely changing up like my approach. I just hope that it sounds like a progression of what I've done before rather than like a complete reinvention. I think you're allowed to do whatever you feel like doing. Exactly. Are you dropping any like freestyling bars? Are you, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> Absolutely not. Or yeah. maybe you would, like yeah. the country or there's lots of different genres to experiment with, I suppose. You could go I mean, into my, um, my the day job involves like singing a lot of uh, classical choir music. So that's, uh, if people really want to hear me out of the the box, yeah, go to one of go to the choir things. box. Okay, yeah, go yeah. go to we, one of um, my uh, choir jobs or choir gigs that I do because <laughs> that is like singing friggin' high A's and C sharps and yeah. Whenever someone oh, you hear that, Michael, <laughs> you're, you're a fan of that stuff. Don't call me out in front of our our wonderful guests and make me self conscious. Yeah, no, it's it's this goes. I'm sorry. It's that's that's roughly like a 15 or so year inside joke that he's throwing. He's laying out at me because I'm a bit like the the. It's funny, but like the fact that like certain did I hit? Can I hit this high A? Can I hit this high G? Whatever uh. this is it mattered to me at some point in my in my singing oh, yeah. experience. I was a I'm a I'm a reformed choir director. Oh so my know. gosh. Yep. Yeah. So you know. Reformed. <laughs> Reformed choir director. I'm no longer, you can no longer say that you're singing to the choir director. I, I'm not a choir director anymore. But uh, I was yeah. at one point. I used to worry a lot about how low I could sing. Like I, especially. That was, was the challenge? 
yeah, I was like, yeah. how low can I go? And now it's like, how high can I go? It's completely changed. Even this is a very, this is a choir older. thing. This is yeah. both sides of the spectrum there. A hundred percent. That's a love. That's hilarious. That's great. Yeah. It's a typical soprano attitude. It's like, can I hit this B today? Can I hit this C sharp today? Ah, <laughs> let's find out. <laughs> Like it, it's, just, it was this challenge, right. To hit. And I, and I had to include whatever highest note that I could, I could, you know, whatever com- comfortably deliver, uh, on whatever this music that I recorded. And it, that, that it was like a box I had to check mm-hmm. at some point, but, um, yeah, it's funny on actually speaking of lose my mind, there was, um, the little like vocal, like, ah, like that thing. And no, it's it's that, and there's also the the last note at the end, like the like that. I there's an extended version of that riff that Andrew ended up cutting out. He was like, "You don't need to go that high. Like this is in choir." And I'm like, oh, God "Damn it!" <laughs> Stifling my high notes, dude. <laughs> but yeah, there's. I think I have like I took. I was taking videos of me singing while we were recording, and I think I have that still somewhere. But he he definitely reined me in at that point. He was like, "Oh, come on, all right, all right, save that for for whatever. Save it on the file as a whatever muted, and then you know extended <laughs> deep cuts for whatever the greatest hits album. You can put out the you know extended version with a little." extra yeah. or when he leaves the control room to yes. use the bathroom you can push a few buttons and hopefully he doesn't notice yeah. he's not it's just a computer right it's not like he's using a magic yeah. screen right, right you know we just go back and repaste yeah <laughs> well um we don't want to keep you here all night gabby uh i I, did, I was wondering something though you mentioned it uh um is having your music in a movie is that a big is that something that you is that a big deal to you um yeah it's something that i it's funny i yes i would very much like that um in fact i wanted it so much that i ended up like getting into working on movies as a music supervisor because i just loved the idea of like having my music in film, having my friends' music in films, like that, that process is very, I've always been inspired. Like oftentimes, like when I'm listening to, or like watching a movie or a show, like I'm constantly like shazamming, like, what is this song? What is that song? Like that, like the audio visual approach is very um inspiring to me and even with like video game soundtracks and all that like so yeah not i don't think i phrased that correctly i didn't become a music supervisor so i could put my own songs in my own movies but it's (laughs) like that that, because that's a huge no-no for anyone who's out there who might want to pursue that career do not do that like that is not not a yeah but it's um definitely yeah that would be super cool to have like any of my songs in like a movie that someone else was working on but I also really have really enjoyed like you know with the film I'm working on right now like you know being able to place like artists that I know artists that I'm friends with like finding the right song to like capture the moment and if it's someone that I know or I'm close with we can use their song like it's it's so satisfying it's like 
yeah, that really is, it's kind of like opened up like a new creative path for me um, that I didn't really pursue until like in the last couple of years. So it's, I kind of view that work as like an extension of what I'm doing. Cause like I talked all about how, you know, I want my music to be cinematic and like, you know, storytelling sonically and all that stuff. So doing that in a more practical way, like actually working on films has been yeah, a good extension of those things. Seems like being exposed to a lot of different experience. like music, like external music externally through the job might also help just get your brain space in a different like creative space when it's time for you to sit down and write your own. Yeah, I think so. I mean, I, I try to, I definitely have like genres and artists that I keep coming back to, but I try to diversify what I listen to as much as possible and just, you know, having, working with other creative people who aren't musicians, like directors and like movie producers and stuff like that helps me listen to things in a different way, listen for different things when I'm listening to music. Cause like I'll often, you know, be listening to like the technical things, but like focusing more on like the overall emotion of a song is, has been uh, good to tap into that again through that. There's work. so many ways to like slice it, huh? To like you listen yeah. to the same song and like have a different type of ear that you're passing through and listen for. Yeah. Yeah, I'll never forget when I was like, I think I was like a teenager. This is so stupid. But like when I realized that like you could listen to a song and just listen to the bass line, <laughs> just listen to like the synth part, I was like, oh, my God, it's like the song has like 10 million layers. <laughs> I lived in a little town in Texas and there was yeah, there true. was a highway that looped the town. And I would when I figured this out around the same I was in teenage years, I would just take a CD and I would just put it in the car radio and I would do that. And I would go and I would just, okay, this pass, I want to hear the bass for the whole album, mm. would, an entire album and just drive and then repeat. And then I'm going to do, this is crazy to admit that I have done this for hours <laughs> at a time, <laughs> but like in each, okay, I want to hear where the guitar. The genius I wanna, is, uh, that's where yeah. the genius and the layers and how those layers yeah, play with each other. And once you do it, and you, especially if it's music that really like emotionally hits you too, right? Like if you take um, like, okay, sorry, I'm going to out myself. One specific album I did this with is Rage Against the Machine, Battle of Los Angeles. Mm. So I've done that on this album. And it's like mm-hmm. when you dissect it and then you put it back together and you listen, you go back to the big picture stuff too. It's like it completely changes because you've focused on the lyrics, you focused on the bass, you focus on the drums, you've done it all that. And you come back and you, then you'd go back and go on the highway again and redo it with all together. It's one of the most rewarding ways to like really absorb it. Okay. I'm going to stop now. It's, I just yeah. got me excited. Cause I'm very, I don't I, think yeah. many people do that. Like it, it, I mean, you, you do, if you're a musician, I think you, you realize like how to actively listen to music. Um, but most people just listen passively. They're just listening to like the overall vibe. Maybe just in the background for yeah. them yeah, at work the or yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That idea. I mean, I definitely have music on in the background sometimes, but I often, I get distracted cause like I'm, I'm doing something and then I hear the music and then I just want to listen to that. And I'm like, what's going on here? It's like, it's a very like active process for me listening to music. Um, if, if John Cougar Mellencamp yeah. comes on the radio, I'm going to stop what I'm doing and and pay attention i'm sorry <laughs> sorry i can't help tom petty it's gonna i'm just gonna quick pause his, uh, his nephew 
I think it's his nephew, Ian Mellencamp. Really? You guys heard him? Uh, I have not heard his music, but I uh, no. yeah, I need to. That's cool. Yeah, he's. I don't know if he's still doing stuff. This was a long time ago, but um, yeah, he was really nice. Yeah, yeah put it. That's cool. Show. Yeah, small world. <laughs> yeah, we're we're starting to realize that uh, although music is kind of a an infinite and mystical thing, like there's not as many people involved as you would think. The ones that are actually making music and putting it out. Yeah. Oh my God. Like, yeah. It's crazy how even like being in LA for the last two years, just realizing that like everyone knows everyone knows everyone. It's like you just, you meet one person and then you're like exposed to their entire, you know, circle and then it connects with your circle and it's all just, you know, it's cool. It's like a, it's a very, um, almost yeah, like an invisible web <laughs> of musicians that, yes, wow. um, <laughs> it's great. I mean, I, you know, I, I haven't heard that one in a while. Have heard what? What was oh, the invisible web? Of that? I thought, yeah, the invisible. I forgot about that actually. What was that thing you used to say? That's what part of what we've been. One of the things that we part of our mission, like when we started out doing this a couple of years ago, was we wanted to sort of like, kind of look into this invisible web of musicians that mm. that actually exist all over, like really talented, amazing people that are literally all over the world and connected. Like you said, like the networks there connect all the people there connected all over the world. It's, it's kind of amazing that we have the access, like just the fact that we've been heard. And I don't even know how many, like, like so many countries, like even just this show, like just there's this mm. invisible thing that just tapped into that. It's just there. It was always there, but I didn't know it existed until you tapped. I don't know. It's one of these, I'll get, I'm, I went, I will wax uh, on philosophical, but I just love this idea of this, this it's web awesome. of people. Yeah. It's like, it's such a cool community to be a part of. And like, I mean, I don't, yeah, I think I don't really think about it in this way, but I guess I do. Like I make part of the appeal of making music is like connecting with other people, whether you know, it's not even necessarily like an audience, it's more like playing with like other people writing with other people, having someone produce my stuff. Like it's even like with the visual stuff, like working with directors, like it, it's, yeah, I love the, col the collaboration and I love the, the fact that, you know, if someone is like, oh, I'm looking for this kind of thing or this person who can play this thing, like I'm, I can almost always think of someone because, you know, you just, you do it long enough and you meet enough people and you can, yeah connect other people with each other and yeah that's it's very exciting and rewarding it's the stuff of life yeah yeah it's a mystery being, being able to um have in-depth conversations about the creative process and music in general has been extremely uh, interesting and oh i can imagine i love talking about this great. stuff been great yeah i frequently find myself inspired by conversations that we have just me and Ryan and, and also very much so our guests, people that, that take the time to come on and, and uh, professionals like yourself <laughs> to uh, take the time to come and like talk with us about like this very personal, like creative process, right? Like this whole, you know, it's, uh, we really do appreciate it. It's a lot of. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. For being here. Oh, fun. of course. Thank you so much for having me. I, yeah, I've 
I love talking about music. It's, you know, it's the best thing in the universe. It's my whole life and I'll talk about it anytime. So I a hundred percent agree. It's 50% of my favorite subjects, <laughs> you know, music and me and, you know, and not also in that a, order. Yeah. not in, the, in that order or not. Oh, me and music. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The order might be, it gets coin flip. I don't really know the, um, the exact. Well, I would like to, sorry, man, here at the very end, my uh, stand starts to slowly deteriorate. Um, uh-huh. <laughs> where, uh, where should our beautiful listeners, like, where would you point them if you want? You said, I know you said the song to start with was draw. Mm-hmm. Where did you want, where can they, if they want to like follow you and, and uh, see what you're up to, is there a website, socials, I'm assuming? Yeah, so I'm on, uh, uh, Instagram and Twitter, um, and TikTok technically, but it's, uh, it, 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 I'm mostly just using that for shit posting at this point. <laughs> um, and who knows how much longer Twitter is going to be around. Um, but if you want to follow me and keep up to date, Instagram is the place where I post the most about like shows and behind the scenes stuff and just like my life as a music person so i'm at ruby my dear and it's spelled r-v-b-y-m-y-d-e-a-r and if you want to listen to my music it's on spotify and all the other streaming services and it's also on bandcamp and i just came out with new merch so new merch yeah i've got new shirts and they look what so awesomeness cool. is this new sh- yeah. new shirts Yep, new t-shirts. They were designed by my buddy back in New York and he did this really amazing, beautiful design and I love it. So yeah, if you're and they're not just black. We have black and red, but we also have navy and red. Navy and red. Red is very popular. So talking some of my favorite colors there. Oh my hell there. Around yeah. the world. Yeah, everyone's been like, go Oh yeah, something. it's not just go black. listen. And it- and i know we this comes out the new the new the ep will be out yeah 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 it's coming out november 18th before i forget november 18th the new ep Mm -hmm. i wanted to ask about the name ruby my dear it's spelled with Mm -hmm. a v was there a specific reason for the v um mostly uh to help with google search because ruby Ah. my dear is the (laughs) name of a Thelonious monk tune um and it's also weirdly the name of another artist in france i think um so i put the v in there just to for search and you stand out yeah because you stand victorious yes v for victory yep and also vitality i got the idea from uh that band churches i was like well they did that so i'll do it too oh yeah yeah. churches yeah, it's a very dated reference at this point. It's very like twenty four. It's not the chicken place because there's a chicken place. Okay, all right. There's a chicken place called Churches. Yeah, it's it's. Uh, oh yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh, is that like an Arizona specialty? Uh, I it. I I do believe no, they're in Texas. They're Texas. They're Texas brand. I think they're definitely in Arizona. Coast. Is it a West oh. Coast? I don't know if they're in California or not. Hmm. I'll keep an eye out. <laughs> it's um, not really. Uh, it's I, nothing right home about. Yeah, you don't I, really want. No, hey, hey, you need Michael, to keep it. I don't hate churches. I don't hate churches chicken. <laughs> I like it about as much as Chinese Democracy, uh, the album. I don't uh, hate it. I don't hate it, but I don't. So let's uh, go get a, a box of churches chicken and listen to Chinese Democracy from start to finish. <laughs> oh man, While that's writing the song like. with Tony Hooks. <laughs> <laughs> yes. that's, puppets. Sounds great. That sounds like a solid outing, sir. It sounds like a great use of my time. <laughs> great use yeah, of my time 
Well, Let's um, see that report back. I want to hear how that turns <laughs> out. <laughs> the the creative sesh that that kicks forward would be epic, monumental greatness. Um, you know, Gabby, we wanted to. One of the things we like to ask uh, in you know this can be about anything at all, like the creative process or anything in life or anything that you're with the flow that it takes you, your mind, you know, first thought, best thought. But I'm wondering if you have any, uh, any words of wisdom that you might want to share with our, with our beautiful listeners. Um, any final thoughts uh, or anything really at all? I think, yeah. First thought, best thought. I kind of, yeah, that, that kind of approach might, serve you well in life i don't know i think trusting your gut that's actually been a big thing for me in the last few weeks has been uh you know following my instincts and if something doesn't feel right then it probably isn't right i've struggled a lot with that over the course of my life but you know i think you know trusting your instincts and you know trusting the you know, that things will work out. And, you know, if it's, if this particular thing isn't right, you know, the next thing will be, and always like leaving the door open for something else, I think is good. Like being open. That's been a big thing for me is, um, and kind of like sums up like all of my career as a musician has just been, you know, if something interests me, say yes to it and see where it goes. Don't shut yourself off from, something just because it doesn't fit within like a predetermined plan because you know plans always go to shit so there you go plans change i guess yep. <laughs> plans do sometimes you can, yes you can plan yeah. go with your instincts and... but keep an open mind yeah i like it yeah. i think that's uh I hope that is that's up there solid amongst <laughs> all the different words of wisdom we've received in life is the illustrious past right. here at yeah. Well, you know, uh, Ryan, I, I you know definitely want to hand the mic over to you, sir. What about you? Any any uh, any words to wisdom, or really any final thoughts that you want to share? Add that only that only you could do, sir. That only you are capable of doing. Let's just be wild and free, baby. <laughs> wild and free. I love it, man. It's great advice. Timeless. I would say timeless advice. Mm -hmm. Timeless. Uh, really feels like this was a timeless conversation though. Gabby, really appreciate you, uh, you coming out and hanging out with us. Um, beautiful listeners. Yay. Hooray. Uh, beautiful listeners. You know, we love you and I guess we'll talk to you later. Bye. Up here,